Hey guys, welcome back to Spiritually Connected. Um, I am so excited for this episode. You literally have no idea. I So a lot of you know I do this like mini series on my podcast where I talk about strange and paranormal events like paranormal investigations like last time i talked about the silent twins um and so it's like a mini series called called the strange and paranormal and i wanted to do another episode because i haven't done one yet in 2022 this is gonna be the first strange and paranormal haunted episode um of 2022 um but i asked you guys on my instagram i was like comment down below on this specific post on my instagram um what you want to see from the strange and paranormal series and oh my god this one person they're literally so sweet um you're at your fave mf person on instagram love you by the way if you're listening to this Ugh, what an angel um commented that i should do haunted hotels and i would literally i saw i kid you not i saw that comment and i was like oh my god literally like i needed to do it i needed to do it i just knew that i needed to do it um Before we get into anything, I wanted to give you a really quick trigger warning because some of these stories, while they're not in graphic detail, some of these stories do discuss death and suicide, um, and one of them mentions a- has a brief mention of sexual assault, so if any of those are going to be triggering to you, please be cautious when listening. I really don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to trigger anyone. Um, I want to make sure that you are safe first and foremost, um, and okay, so- if you need to click off, I completely understand. That is totally fine. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about some haunted hotels today. I compiled a list. I actually wrote like six pages of notes. I'm ready. Um, but yeah, before we get into anything, I have a couple things to say. First of all, literally, okay, so Venus and Mercury are both in retrograde right now. And Mercury is my chart ruler and Venus is my favorite planet. So literally this past week has been so stressful. You have no idea. Like I've been so overwhelmed with school and with work and everything. And I, oh my God, this is just a fun little like discovery that I had the other day I was pulling tarot cards for myself because I do little pulls for myself every day and one of the tarot cards that or I kept getting tarot cards that were like don't be manifesting money right now don't be manifesting money right now be careful with money right now be careful with money right now I was like okay but why and then I realized my job is fully online and mercury and venus are both in retrograde so if mercury the planet of technology and communication is in retrograde and venus the planet of money is in retrograde because my job is online i make money from online that automatically just makes it like huge mess and super inconsistent and so i have to hold off on my money manifesting for a little bit but i just thought that was super interesting it's so funny how tarot works like that honestly like it's absolutely insane to me um speaking of tarot i do tarot palm dream astrology chart um, aura drawing and um, uh, oracle readings, that's what it is. Um, and so if you want any of those, all of my prices are super inexpensive. I try my best to be as inexpensive as I possibly can be. I have slots um, listed on my Instagram and my website. My a website is spiritualconnectedreadings.weebly.com and my Instagram is, spirit, is at spiritualconnectedreadings. Um, also on my website, there are reviews. You can leave a review. You can see what other people have had to say about my readings. I've been getting such sweet reviews lately and I literally, if you are one of the people that has left me one of those sweet reviews, I am so thankful for you and I literally love you so much. Um, but you can go to my website for any of those if you're interested. They will also be in the description of this podcast just 
like they always are um but yeah so follow me on instagram also if you want more spiritual content it's spiritually connected readings and you can dm me on there to book a reading um of any type that i just mentioned um my tiktok has kind of been like doing really good lately i'm almost at 25k which i'm really excited about um but my tiktok is at spiritually underscore connected and my twitter is spiritually con one even though i haven't i don't post on there a lot but i'm trying to get more into the whole twitter scene so anyways follow me on all of those dm me if you want a reading um go to my website read the reviews see what you think i have nothing to hide um anyways i also want to mention sorry this intro is taking literally forever but i also want to mention that even though i'm writing about all of these hauntings i don't necessarily believe in every single ghost story that there is i do believe that paranormal things exist i don't believe that every single story is true um that being said i want to start by talking about the hotel chelsea in new york city so um it's most famous because sid vicious um who was i think that i'm pronouncing that right he was an, an english musician and he was really well known for his role in the punk rock band sec the sex pistols so he his girlfriend nancy Sprungen, was stabbed to death in 1978 um sid claimed that he woke up extremely hungover to find nancy on the floor of the bathroom with a stab wound through her abdomen many people that think think um that sid was responsible for his girlfriend's death some say it was a botched suicide some have other theories it all depends he was in fact arrested and charged for the murder though and they are still said to haunt the hotel chelsea um and in 1953, Dylan Thomas, who was a Welsh poet um, with some very creepy pictures, if you look up pictures of Dylan Thomas, it's kind of like terrifying, like his pictures are low-key creepy. He died of pneumonia as a guest there as well. Um, so since the early 50s, the hotel has been rumored to be haunted and people report sounds of footsteps, screams, um, sinks turning on and off. People claim that when you take a picture of a closet, there'll be a skeleton in the picture, but not in real life, which I think is kind of fishy but like okay um but yeah it's in new york city and i have haven't found a lot of like experiences with it it's more i found more about the backstory of that hotel than i did about the actual hauntings the second one i want to talk about is the emily morgan hotel which is in san antonio texas so this is known as the third most haunted hotel in the world which is a lot um it was designed with the mindset that it would be built as the city's first medical arts building and one of the most famous key points um, to the architecture of this building is the gargoyles who are placed along the side of the building. And each of the gargoyles, this is so interesting, were styled to depict um, various like medical issues, medical ailments. Um, so some held their stomachs in pain. Some people, or not some people, some of the gargoyles like appear to have toothaches and like are holding their cheeks, like stuff like that. Like it's so interesting. Um, but that's just a quick little fun fact. In 1926, two years after construction, the medical arts building was the doctor's, was the first doctor's building in all of the city. Like it was the first medical building in the city. Um, apparently it was so large that nearly 100 doctors and office space for 400 people could be accommodated within. That, I don't know if you realize how big that is, but that is a large building. That is a big building. Um, when it operated as a medical facility, the downstairs levels functioned as offices for the doctors, while the top floors were used as, like, the best working hospital in the city. Probably because it was, like, the only working hospital in the city, but it's fine. Um, I don't know why I wrote that, but... 
the basement was used as the facilities morgue, which that comes into play a little bit later. Um, Though the medical arts building continued its operation for the next 50 or so years in 1976, it was converted into an office building. Um, And then less than 10 years later in 1984, it became the Emily Morgan Hotel. So just the fact that this place already has a ton of history and already has switched around a lot and there used to be a morgue in the basement, like that's already creepy. Um, But when the building was converted into a hotel, it took the name of one of san antonio's greatest icons emily morgan um she was a folk heroine who whose legendaries like had legendary adventures during the texas revolution um and can be identified with the song the yellow rose of texas um despite the changes of the building throughout the years there are still a few oddities that are associated with like superstitions like some things have stayed the same right the first um strange thing that I found that I've seen people write about is the blank space between the 14th floor and the observation tower where a clock was meant to be installed at some point but never was I literally this reminds me of oh my god do you guys watch BuzzFeed Unsolved because I love BuzzFeed Unsolved um and they went I don't even remember but they went to explore that one um mansion I don't remember what her name was but she was like the rifle lady i don't know if y'all remember this i'll look it up after this episode <laughs> but anyways um second there is no 14th floor now this is actually a common thing or um this is okay so it's a common thing for hotels to not have a 13th floor right because of superstitions but the the designers of this hotel actually i don't know why i wrote 14th floor instead of 13th um but many places don't have a 13th floor, right? But the Emily E. Morgan is included in that. Um, but the designers of this hotel actually took this a step further and eliminated the room 1408 because when you add the digits up, it makes 13. Which I just think that's a little extra, but like, go off, I guess, you know? Like, it's like, do what you want to do. I just think it's funny because they literally like, they're like, okay. If we add up these digits, then it's 13, so we can't have this room number. Because 13 is said to be, like, unlucky or whatever, so a lot of, like, it's true that a lot of hotels and a lot of places, like, won't have a 13th floor due to, like, superstition, but I just think that's really interesting. Um, there have been so many reports of ghosts in this hotel, literally on, especially on the 7th, 14th, and 19th floor, as well as the basement, which kind of makes sense, because it's, like, I I feel like the basement would make the most sense, because it used to be a morgue. Um, but guests have reported strange things occurring on, like, these particular levels especially. Um, the sensation of being, of, like, feeling something cool brush up against you. Even a heavy lingering scent of medicine settles in your nose. Um, which that could just be the placebo effect, honestly, of the whole, like, if you know the history behind it, but I don't know. Um, almost all of the ghosts are said to be from the hospital era, so no, like office people ghosts are said to inhabit this hotel um on the 14th floor you can see a scene in a hospital um supposedly like you can see you can walk out of your room and see like a hospital scene being played out by ghosts which that's a very strange thing especially like i don't know that's all they said and i'm like is is it in the middle of a hallway like what is what do you mean um but anyways i just thought that was interesting apparently if you walk out of your room in the middle of the night you can see people like ghost performing surgery or something like that um the elevators going up and down 
or they go up and down without literally any riders all the time. Like, they'll just randomly, like, go up and down, um, which I don't think is normal for elevators, but I just think that's kind of funny. And also, they're very well known to carry people down to the basement where the morgue once was. I told you the morgue would be important. Um, there's said to be a ghostly bride on the seventh floor who screams and apparates in the hallway consistently, um, but again, none of this can be proven, obviously. So, that's a super interesting one. The third most haunted hotel in the world. That's so insane. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. I kind of want to stay at all these places just because I feel like that'd be really fun. Okay, the third one I want to talk about is the Crescent Hotel and Spa, Crescent? I said Crescent. Um, Crescent Hotel and Spa, which is in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Ghost stories went on there for literally hundreds of years, but in 1997, Marty and Elise, I can't pronounce that last name, Ronick? Ronick? Um, we'll just say Ronick. I'm sorry if that's wrong. Like, I'm literally so sorry to their ghosts. Um, but, oh, are they even dead? Anyways. <laughs> but they bought the hotel and they hired two psychic mediums, which is fun because I'm a psychic medium, so, like, get it. Um, but at one certain, like, tour stop, tourists said that they, like, grow faint and pass out. Which is the weirdest thing to me. Because, like, what? Like, I've, like, when you listen to, like, ghost stories, there's, like, oh, like, stuff turned on and off. Like, doors open and closed. But that, <laughs> on this particular stop of a tour, tourists just grow faint and pass out. Like, that's weird, right? Like, that, I literally, like, on this one stop of the tour, people just pass out. Like, that's weird. I just thought that was super interesting. I don't have a ton of information on this particular hotel, but I really wanted to include it because of that. Also, the mediums they hired informed the owners that there was a portal at the top of a door at the bottom of the hotel. Um, and, and the owners explained that 99 or 95% of the paranormal phenomenon could be explained logically. Um, so I don't even know if the owners fully believe in this stuff like I don't even know but I still think it's really fucking weird that they just like pass out like that even if it's not paranormal that's just like kind of funny like you just get to a certain stop and you just like grow faint and just like fall over and like pass out like I should not laugh at that but I just think it's kind of funny anyways (laughs) I don't have a ton of information on that one I just thought it was really interesting and it was on one of the research like lists that I look into looked into so I really wanted to include it um next i want to talk about the stanley hotel which is in estes park in colorado um so paranormal experts have claimed that this is the most haunted places or one of the most haunted places in america which is not surprising because literally the famous horror writer stephen king wrote the shining right after staying in this hotel oh my god i really want to go here um because i literally oh i love thriller stuff i love horror stuff in case you can't tell from this series um But the Stanley Hotel has been called, quote-unquote, Disneyland for ghosts by a lot of different tourists, which I think is really funny. Um, From heavy, shadowy figures, eerie laughter, flickering lights, to items moving on their own, the Stanley Hotel is said to have literally every type of paranormal activity in almost every single part of the hotel. Apparently, the ghosts also hate vacuum cleaners, which I think is really funny. Every time someone vacuums, the machines go haywire and turn off, and the plugs come flying out of the wall. Okay, this next part about this hotel is my favorite thing of all time and i was literally oh my god okay so i was in my chemistry class and i was like explaining this to a friend of mine and (laughs) 
it's just so funny wait let me read this so in 1911 during a really big storm the head housekeepers miss mrs wilson and mr wilson they were lighting lanterns in room 217 and there was an explosion um they passed away um but yeah um they 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 so her husband died in the husband died in the explosion but she actually just broke her ankles and she went on to live longer however when she did pass away she now spends most of her afterlife still taking care of the room guests have proposed pr- <laughs> guests have reported um items moved luggage unpacked and lights being turned on and off and oh my god this is my favorite part so apparently miss wilson which is the ghost is very old-fashioned she is not a fan of unmarried guests sleeping in the same bed so <laughs> So some couples have reported feeling a cold force between them. When they wake up, they often find that the man's things have been packed and his luggage is by the door. (laughs) So unmarried couples come into this and they stay in this hotel room. And this ghost lady, like this ghost housekeeper lady, sleeps in between them. (laughs) To make sure that they are not touching because they're unmarried. (laughs) Like... She will insert herself in between an unmarried couple so that they cannot sleep together. Like, it's so- that's so funny to me. And when they wake up, only the man's things will be packed and, like, (laughs) I love this lady. Um, yet another reason why I really want to stay in this hotel is because I just want to meet Miss Wilson. I really just want to talk to Miss Wilson because what the fuck? (laughs) That's my favorite thing. Like, imagine dedicating your life as a ghost to sleeping in between unmarried couples. Like, (laughs) I love that! Anyways, I can't get over that. Um, But the stunning staircase between floors in the hotel lobby has been dubbed the Vortex. It apparently has a, quote, tornado of spiritual energy and sort of a paranormal portal for all types of ghosts that visit the hotel. Guests report, like, cold spots and feeling dizzy on the stairs as though something has just walked right through them orbs and distortions have also been caught on camera so there's also a concert hall um which was built by fo stanley for a gift as his wife of a gift for his wife's flora i'm so sorry i'm studying stuttering so much in this episode literally i don't know what's going on um but the stage features a trapdoor used for theatrical entrance entrances and exits and the lower level once housed a two-lane bowling alley which isn't that an interesting choice you're like, you're like building a theater for your wife, and then there's a trap door under, like on the stage, there's a trap door, and if you go into the trap door from stage, there's a bowling alley. Like, actors, like, in between, like, like, when they're not on stage, they can just go fucking bowling. Like, what? That's my favorite thing. I That's so smart, though. Anyways, um, I'm not over that. I literally, this, I think this might be my favorite one. But the hall, like... It went through an extensive repair um, and renovation in 2000, but it's still a favorite spot of Flora, um, who was the guy's wife, who he built the theater for. She's been known to play the piano well into the night. And another fond spirit of the concert hall is named Paul. They, I like how I literally read so many art- articles and they brought up Paul, but they did not give him any sort of backstory. They didn't tell me where Paul comes from, like what's Paul's deal. They're just like, another spirit fond of the concert hall is Paul. Um, 
Among other duties, Paul used to enforce the 11 p.m. curfew in the hotel's early days. Um, so he, I assume that he's, like, worked at the hotel, but he doesn't have, like, literally any backstory besides that, and it's really funny, because they're just like, oh, Paul! Um, but guests and employees have reports someone telling them to get out late at night. He's like, oh my god, I literally am in love with the ghosts in this hotel, bro. I literally, oh my god. Guests staying on the fourth floor report hearing children running around giggling, laughing, and playing. That has nothing to do with Paul. I just think that's interesting. I just want to remind you of the fact that first of all there are ghosts in this hotel that like they're so invested in small things and I think it's so cute like (laughs) imagine spending your whole afterlife as a ghost like most people turn who are ghosts in my personal beliefs have unfinished business Paul just really needed to tell everybody to go to sleep like, he really was like, get out. Like, he needed to enforce this curfew for the rest of his dying days. Like, bro. And, like, the house cleaning lady who was like, no, I'm dedicating my whole life to just keeping married couples from having, or unmarried couples from having sex. Like, I am, or even touching while they sleep. Not sleeping in the same bed. Like, you sleep in the same bed, I'm packing your man's things. I am packing your man's things and putting them by the door. He needs to go. Like, I love these ghosts. These are literally just, it's so funny to me. I want to stay here so badly just because I feel like it'd be so fun. And then there's Flora playing the piano. Anyways, I can't get over that. Okay, the next one is like way more sinister. I feel like that one was kind of goofy, but this one is intense. Um, So be warned. Um, But this is the last hotel that I'm going to talk about, but it is very interesting. So it's also probably the most well-known um, the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Um, now, many people know of this because of, like, one or two stories, but there's so much that you have no idea. Zach Bagans, who is the host of Ghost Adventures, um, told an interviewer, it doesn't get bigger or more sinister than this after staying in the Cecil Hotel. Cecil's first foray into crime history came in 1947 when Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia, was alleged to have a drink at the hotel before her murder. Her case became highly publicized due to the gruesome nature of the crime, which included her corpse being mutilated and bisected at the waist. Um, If you don't know what the Black Dahlia case is, I really recommend looking it up. It's really interesting. Um, But yeah, the first recorded death that actually took place more than two years after it opening was when a man died of suicide in his room. Um, And then in in the late 1960s, a retiree... Um, living in one of the residential rooms was discovered dead in her room, apparently a victim of sexual and physical assault and stabbing. Her murder was never solved. Um, so whoever did that to her never got what they deserve. So that, that was the brief mention of sexual assault that I warned you about. Anyways, serial killer Richard Ramirez also, like, was also known to frequent the hotel. He was a resident of the hotel and, like, up until his capture in 1985 it was believed that ramirez also known as the night stalker and valley intruder he was a really like intense serial killer committed some of his crimes while staying at the cecil and ramirez had more than a dozen victims and was sentenced to 19 death sentences though he died of cancer while incarcerated in 2013 jack unterweiger unterweiger I don't know how to say that last name, was a magazine writer who was supposed to be on assignment in the red light district. Instead, he was, he murdered 
three sex workers by strangling them. He stayed at the hotel just before being arrested, and upon his arrest, he hung himself in the Cecil. Um, so in 2013, the Cecil Hotel gained national attention. This is what you probably know it for. Based on the disappearance of Elisa Lamb. Now, Elisa Lamb was a Canadian college student who was spotted behaving extremely erratically, like almost paranoid in uh, elevator surveillance video before vanishing. Lamb's body, who was naked, was found in a closed water tank on the hotel's roof. The intrigue of the ominous building was a catalyst for podcasts, documentaries, investigations, literally so many things. Um, but people have always been really scared because of that, because again, her murder was never solved, and people are keep asking, like, why was she acting like that in the hotel? Like, why was she naked? Like, how did she get in that? Like, how did people get to the roof? In order to get to the roof, she would have to have a key from the staff person, like, all this stuff. Her murder was never solved. The hotel has had at least 16 sudden or unexplained deaths that have occurred in the hotel, and I copy and pasted a couple of reviews that I've seen of this, like, of hotel guests, because I think that they're so interesting. One review says the bathrooms were terribly dirty. I found stains on the towels, heard screaming from the next doors, and it was the scariest experiment. experience. I found blood on the curtains, which was really unsettling to me, because so I only stayed for one night. The water was fine. I don't know why people are lying, saying the water was black, but when it was cleaned out. Sorry, I just like blanked out for a second, but yeah so it was a common thing for people to say that the water was black in the cecil i forgot to mention that another review said i just recently stayed there i had a terrible sleep kept hearing my door being knocked on couldn't shower without the feeling of being watched um had the hotel con like had the elevator constantly open and a dripping wet lady kept walking in front of my room terrible <laughs> a dripping wet lady kept walking in front of my like that's creepy right and the final one that I listened to, or that I read was, um, do not, in all caps, do not visit this hotel. They change, they can change their name and they try to leave the, ha the past behind. But what happened within those walls cannot be changed. Elisa Lamb will be remembered. If you go, please be careful. It's really sketchy. One word, creepy. So yeah, the Cecil Hotel, I would say, is the most unsettling out of all of the ones that I've covered today. My favorite is still the Stanley one, because I just think that that's... I love the ghosts there. I love their energy. I love their vibe. Um, but yeah, that's all of the paranormal hotels that I have to talk about today. I would love to know if any of you have visited one of these. You should definitely DM me or any other hotel that you believe is haunted. I love hearing you guys' paranormal stories more than anything. Um, again, I do tarot, palm, dream, astrology, aura, and oracle like readings so if you're interested in any of those you can dm me on instagram at spiritually connected readings um and all of my reviews are on my website as well as my time slots and my prices um so that's spiritually connected readings .com. i love you so much and i hope that you're having an amazing day or night or whenever you're seeing this i hope that it is a good time for you um <laughs> i literally adore you so much and i hope that you're doing okay with this venus and mercury retrograde because i know that i'm struggling a little bit i hope that you have an amazing day or night and yeah let me know what you want to see next on the podcast also always dm me always like check out my instagram for any updates um blessed be